so I want to ask you a lighter, a lighter question that I think will just be fun for the fan base. But we were exchanging. I had sent you a couple of days ago. Um, there had been a great post over on Twitter. I'll forget. I want to give credit to who it was from. But it talked about the what-if scenario of this NFL season. Oh, I love and, that. And all yeah. it focused on was it took every one-possession game that teams have been involved in this year, and it flipped it. So if you had lost a one-possession game, you get the win. If you would win, if you had the win, you get the loss. And there's some easy ones. When you talk about the overall perception of the league, Minnesota Vikings would be a one-win team if you flipped that. And the and way the that Raiders. they're talking about the, the Raiders, Raiders would be would a little bit like higher. a playoff, like two seed or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was pretty interesting to look at it because I think for the most part, like in the AFC teams moved up a little bit. Some, you know, the, the chiefs were further down They're in the wild card picture, but it was all relative for the most part. There was a couple of low liars, but the Cardinals, even if we include now this loss, they would be a six and seven team because they would have been six and six. If you flip those one huh. possession games and those are the kind of things and I'll use everyone knows Tyler's called me out for it, being a Giants fan. That when they showed that, it's the Giants would have been two and nine, two nine and one coming into this past weekend. So they'd be two ten and one now. And I looked at it as when we we actually talked about it on that show. I said, yeah, and that's my credit to the coaching staff and maximizing the value of this uh-huh. team and playing smart football and getting wins where you're not expected and grinding them out. The Cardinals on the other side didn't grind any of those out. Didn't find ways to get those wins. And I, I know when I sent that to you, it was. Hey, like legitimately, especially in a year when the Rams were playing the way that they've played, this could have been a year where even when things didn't go perfectly, you still could have been down to the final week of the season competing for a wild card spot, maybe even talking about being second in the division. And instead, that's not even a sniff. And I wanted to get your take on that because that has to be not not intentionally, but incredibly depressing from a fan and supporter of this team. It it knocks the coaching once more because ultimately when you look at the Raiders – who in that same graphic, they'd be a two seed. Well, you can, for them, you can also blame some coaching, but you can also be like, well, if the ball just goes a different way, you know, one time, you know, whatever, if this thing doesn't happen, one play, you know, just string of bad luck, that stuff happens. Yeah. But when you look at the Cardinals, all they would have gotten out of it was two more wins. You know, they only, they're a four win team. Now they get two more wins or six wins. And yeah. And then you're on the playoff hunt. It shows you how bad the NFC is as a whole. Right. And that that you'd be in contention with only six wins. But it also shows you how bad has this coaching been. Now, the one saving grace was this tweet I said to you yesterday. Uh, and I'm going to pull that up right now. And what scares me with this Kyler Murray injury, and this is why I say they got to kind of Michael Bidwell, whatever decision he's been thinking about, he's got to just follow through. And it leads. It sounds like I'm leading to yeah get rid of everybody. But I think that's where you're at. The one saving grace, Jeremy Fowler tweeted out last night. Uh Offense reaching historic levels of attrition and time missed. Kyler Murray now out with the knee. DJ Humphreys is out for the year. Rodney Hudson's missed six games. Justin Pugh, eight games. Will Hernandez, four games. Zach Ertz out for the year. DeAndre Hopkins missed six games. Hollywood Brown has missed five games. Rondo Moore has missed four games and counting. Like, those are all impact players on the offense that, that as an offensive coach, you were expecting to have, and you've now not had them. And then there's other guys you haven't had. There's offense, other offensive linemen that aren't listed here. But at the end of the day, um, I'm trying to think of who we're missing. Oh, no, no, he listed all four. Never mind, take that back. So, I, I mean, but, yeah, you're, you're – it's and the injuries just keep compounding because now when you look at the defensive side of the ball, Marco Wilson gets hurt last night. Uh, Zach Allen had a cast around his hand, and he's a guy you got to decide if you're going to pay or not. 
so he's out. Byron Murphy practiced one practice last week, and then we thought he was hopefully coming back. He's not back or did not come back last night. So you've this team is now playing with players 30 through 40 on the roster. By the way, too, um, just because it's funny you bring up, because you mentioned Humphreys there in the offensive line, obviously. So there was another one uh, that I had taken a look at, which talks about um, percentage that the ideal, the best version of your offensive line, how much it plays over the course of the season. And there's some teams that you would think would be obvious. Like, it's funny, Cincinnati Bengals, 95% of their snaps, they've had their best version of their line. Now, their yards per play are actually is actually you know, it's near fringe top 10 ish kind of category, but that they're not a great offensive line, but continuity matters. If you had to guess, and I'll, I'll give you this caveat about it. The most offensive lines, and this is, it's funny about positions. Cause we always know that guys come in out of lines. We don't think about offensive line this way. I don't, I don't believe the average kind of percentage is somewhere between 50 to 60 ish kind of percent where you get your best version of your offensive line. What percentage of the time this season, have the Arizona Cardinals had their best offensive line? Oh, shoot. Um, they all played together week one, maybe a 10%, 8%, which by the way, like, and and, and I understand why you go so low. That is only ahead of the Chicago bears. who have had 18%. You've got LA who has 15%. That's it. They are the third mm-hmm. lowest in terms of offensive line play percentage. Their yards per play is 4.72. That's among the worst in the league. 160 plays that they've had together. Now, you're you're making the case not to fire the head coach. Well, and that's kind of <laughs> I mean, it's the question I do want to ask here. And you mentioned about Bidwell and saying like, okay, I need to be able to take the bird's eye view on my franchise and not overreact to the fan base that, by the way, we haven't been as successful as we should have been. We have talent where we should have been playing better this year. The rift between Murray and Kingsbury, everything that's gone on with this team. I can't get caught up in the wash about it. I have to look at some things like maybe this was just one of the all time bad injury runs for us this season. And for a couple of games, okay, we wouldn't, we barely be scraping 500, but we'd be in the discussion, right? We'd be in a conversation for making the playoffs. Am I ready to blow this thing up when I can make the case if they play 40% of the games together, we probably are in a much better situation than we find ourselves right now. So it's just, it's always to say you don't want to make a knee jerk reaction, whatever choice they're going to make. Have it be one that is based on more than just this season, more than just a handful of games or a handful of calls from Cliff Kingsbury or otherwise, because it's going to have long-term ramifications. So just make the choice that you're committed to, not the knee-jerk reaction to what the fan base or anyone is suggesting about the team. Well, and my thought is you only make the move if you've already had uh, illegal tampering conversations with uh, people <laughs> right. that, and have confirmed who that next move is. Like okay. Michael Bidwell has to have some sort of short list right now of like who would be the people filling this spot. And I'm sorry, I keep hearing Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson internally because the Cardinals have never hired a GM outside the organization. Okay, well, we haven't been good for our whole existence. So maybe we do something a little different. You go hire someone outside. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, I like A-Dub personally. Met him a bunch of times. He's a good dude. I keep, I make sure I say that. But And I know he was up for the job in Chicago. He was up for the job in Jacksonville. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's one of those things where... You, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to set personal feelings aside and say, I want different. 
And, and you better go have a plan in place because if there isn't and you don't have commitments, maybe you don't have Sean Payton saying, yeah, I would like to coach there. Um, if you don't have that, then why are we making a move? Because you did make the playoffs last year. This is a historically bad run of injury. At this point, maybe you do just run it back and, and it is what it is because you've given them those extensions. I don't want to settle, and I feel like that's settling. I almost feel like you do want to make the sweeping moves and, and start over, rebuild, do all that. But um, it's a weird, unfortunate situation that we are now in to have to to let Michael Bidwell figure out. Last time that I'll make any reference to the New York Football Giants, but you can look oh, at them, a franchise who, but a franchise who had the same problem. They couldn't get they couldn't get away from people that were tied to the organization that they knew that they had familiarity with. They brought back Dave Gettleman from Carolina who had had previous ties and it all, you know, did not go well. They finally stepped outside of their comfort zone, went and got Joe Shane and brought Dable, et cetera. And we'll see where it goes from here, but it certainly was very refreshing. It looks like it's turned that franchise into a much more positive direction. Let's end on a fun note here though, because if let's say that they Cliff Kingberry gets fired right now, right? Th- this second he gets fired. And the Arizona Cardinals choose to go the Indianapolis Colts route. They don't have anybody on their staff that they want to take a look at. So they brought in a celebrity, a former franchise stalwart, Jeff Saturday, to steer the ship down the rest of the season. Who is your Arizona Cardinal all-time great fan favorite that comes walking in the door? And I'm taking Larry Fitzgerald immediately off the table because I feel like that's automatically where you would go. So, like, you know, it's like, who is it when you look back at some of the greats um, from Arizona? Is there a guy that, you know, do you go, do you, do you hit up Kurt Warner and pull him yeah, out? Just to it'd be give Kurt Warner. Shot at the helm? But I don't think Kurt Warner would ever do that. He, he would, you know, that's the, that's the hard part there. It's like, yeah, you know, Kurt Warner would be giving up some of his media stuff that he has, just like Larry, right? So yeah. the guys that people would, would want realistically. Mushroom Farm? You can get Jake no, Plummer. Yeah, you can no, get a Jake, haircut. Jake's, maybe Jake's. A little psychedelic right now. I don't know. Get his mental faculties move, together but, a bit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Jake, uh, uh, I don't know if you ever see the episode of Entourage where they go to Joshua Tree, but that is uh, Jake Plummer and, and it's fullest for those that like Entourage. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it'd be, yeah, it'd be Kurt Warder, but you know, Carson Palmer. Happen. Uh, actually not an all-time great Arizona Cardinal, but no, but that, that ain't, that isn't terrible. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's going to set them. I think Jeff Saturday doesn't give a, a, you know, when you get these offensive linemen, they don't really, they're built different, right? You've seen Kelsey with the Eagles while he walks into the, the, uh, each game with dressed like, uh, the dude and everything else. Like those office linemen don't care. They're built different. They don't care if they look stupid uh, coach, you know, stepping into a job that they probably shouldn't be in um, where like some of these quarterbacks, I, I don't think they would want that. The, they wouldn't want to to put themselves in that, in that for backlash. Right. They just wouldn't want yeah. uh, negative, negative looks. So, but yeah, I, I don't think because you've got the contracts you have there, this decision won't happen until black Monday. And, you know, that's the first Monday after the regular season. That's when everyone should be surrounding Twitter and Adam Schefter should be on notification alert uh, because I think everyone's going to be waiting to see with bated breath if uh, uh, Cliff is going to get let go and if Kime gets let go. I would go with Dan Deardorff, you know. I think you bring in a guy that was born in 1949 and you just let him kind of get his hands on this thing. Is Dan even alive still? I don't even know. I guess I have to check in on that a little bit. Yeah, I I think he passed away, but. No, no. You can't. Oh, man. Now I'm like one of those Facebook posts where you're spreading uh, 
fake fake uh no he's doing great man he's, 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 he's still doing his broadcasting career i don't oh is he think, oh man yeah. hall of fame I mean, inducted 1996 i mean yeah well, he's we, only we 73 had, he's 73 years old what are you doing we had oh, mike leach 61 yesterday um oh, but uh, uh rest in peace mike leach um but that's uh, so i'm saying 73 hey he's he's kicking he's doing his thing i love it i love it Anyway, um, yeah, so and obviously Larry would just be the obvious one that everyone would immediately want, but we'll see how I it all plays out. still want him to come back and play wide receiver, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's that's well, because, as we all know, fan... <laughs> because they're not going to let Greg Dorch play, so yeah, obviously he's not an yeah, option. Yeah, let's, let's get rid of AJ Green and play Greg Dorch, or I mean, uh, play uh, Larry Fitzgerald over Greg Dorch, it'll be fantastic. Listen, as as you said at oh, the top hey, of the show. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, I know we're gonna wrap, but did you yeah. see the punt the punt return Greg Dorch did and he ended up springing for like 15, 20 yards and had all that heart and emotion? I mean, yeah, why would you want that on the field? No, I can't I can't see a reason. Why well, I, I gotta tell you, sorry, we are gonna wrap, but I will say, and you said this all season long. The I this this is fireable for me. This is why you fire Cliff Kingsbury. You're playing AJ Green, regardless of whether he's productive, mistakes or otherwise. You're playing A.J. Green, a player that has no future with this franchise and has an, at an age where he's as close to retirement as you can be over a young player. Same thing when they, you know, I just, that is borderline criminal to not be putting some of the younger players in positions to have some success. And you can see the difference between the offensive and defense, uh, defensive side of the ball. Vance Joseph, you, you had to justify it early in the season when some of the young guys didn't play for a little bit. And then he incrementally brought them back into the fold. They started to be productive. And at the very least, you see the young talent. You go, okay, these guys are going to be ready to go. Greg Dorch in some ways. Boy, listen, next year, if he gets on the field for the Cardinals and he drops a few balls or he struggles the first few games, I'm going to go back and look at it and say, yeah, because you didn't give him enough reps. You didn't give him an opportunity to develop his skill set when you had – it's the end of the season. He should be starting. Like I, I so, and, and there's more than one player on this roster that you look at like that, but that is the, one of the most egregious things is not getting evaluation and reps for young talent, even if you think they're borderline cuttable, which Greg Dorch isn't. But even if you think you could cut this guy, okay, confirm it. Confirm it over the remainder of the season and see what you have. Uh, one play I want to talk about, this is going to extend us another three minutes, but I I just, you got my blood boiling when we, when you started saying that just now, because I think of just, just piss poor coaching decisions. And it makes me think of last night. And and again, these are fireable offenses between the illegal shifts, between the not playing Greg Dorch over AJ green between, uh, this play. So you're going into half, you're, you're at 30 seconds left on the clock. It's fourth and one. You're out of timeouts. And instead of kicking the field goal, going up by nine, and I went on a tangent on this on Twitter, and I had some fans saying, well, it was a it was a smart play, smart play. You'd be going up nine on a team at that point that had only scored seven points, I believe. Yeah, I think they had only scored seven at that point. So you would have had more, you'd have a lead by more than that they had scored in the entire half. You already know by just feeling out the game, they had already lost Stevenson. I think they had already lost Parker by that point. You already know that this is going to be a low scoring affair. You would think just based off how the, the, the trajectory of the game's going instead of kicking the field goal. And this might be, they've just lost all faith in Matt Prater. And if they have, then like, what are we still doing? Like what, yeah. why, why with the way the season's going, bring in a different kicker. Like, what are you doing if you can't trust him anymore? So, and, and we, you've had to know that throughout the season. So they don't go for the kick. They go for it on fourth and one. And I saw a lot of fans defending Cliff. Like, oh, Cliff's not out there throwing the pass. 
you know, and it was an yeah. easy pass. Colt exactly. should have hit the guy. Bah, 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 bah. Again, for what value in that? So you get a first down, right? You got 30 seconds to try to get a touchdown. I mean, to me, it's like the game and the momentum going into half would have been in your hands. So instead, you give them a shorter field, and now they end up getting a field goal. And so instead of going up nine, you're now only up three going into half, and the momentum has now shifted. And then that's what you saw in the second half. So when you talk about these fireball offenses for offense, for, for your head coach, sorry, not just offense, your head coach, it's stuff like that. That just blows my mind. The Arizona Cardinals are the 31st team in the league in terms of penalties taken at 6.9 per game. They had eight in their last game. Uh, they average five, a little over five over the last three games, and they are particularly bad on the road. And if you want to say yes, but with all the injuries this year, that can lead to that. You have guys playing out of position, guys stepping up, bigger roles. They were 28th in the league in penalties a year ago. That's discipline. That's coaching. That's being prepared. It's all the, the things that you just spoke about there. And again, at some <laughs> point, you just got to look at it and you got to accept the reality of it. And don't they always say, don't throw, you know, don't throw good money after bad, right? It was bad money to hire Cliff Kingsbury and give him and give him a big contract. It's going to be even worse if you throw other money that you could spend other places keeping him around. We'll see where it goes from here, though, because guess what? The season isn't over, my friends. Still a long way to go here. A little bit of draft board watching, obviously, for Arizona Cardinals fans. But as we move forward, I think what we'll see Tyler and certainly Gunner be doing over the well, course of the show is talking about the young players, guys that you like, guys that are playing well, guys that are deserving of being a part of the next phase, potentially, of this team. So there's a lot of things we'll have to sort out here as we move along. Uh, Tyler, where does everybody find you uh, on the old internet machine? At Burging Travel, Twitter, Instagram. We will be in Denver this weekend for the backup hey, bowl uh, between Colt McCoy and uh, Rippin or Ripkin or whatever. Uh, we will have a tailgate. We already got, I think, 40 people signed up. So it looks like a, a decent amount of Cardinal fans are going to be making the commute to Denver. I, I know a lot of people passed on going to Mexico, you know, didn't want to travel out of country, things like that. So I know for a lot of people, they circled this Denver game man i feel bad for them uh but they 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 circled this denver game back in april when the schedule came out and said hey man denver in december a week before christmas why not so yep what's your set like you do the tailgates you do a whole big pop-up setup and everything you've got going on there it it depends on the city so like in new orleans yes a big pop-up tailgate tent whatever but in denver in in, in (laughs) december and we're going to be in a bar. So we had, we do have a okay. private area and a bar that is about 19 minutes, 18 minute walk somewhere uh, from the bar to the stadium. So um, it's close by and with how cold it's going to be, trust me, you don't want to be outside. I get feeling the elements, but it's going to be miserable and the stadium's outside. So if you want to get your outside fix, you're going to get it when you're inside and you're cold. So um, yeah, we'll have a big, uh, a big, it's all you can eat, all you can drink. Burgingdenver.com if you want to go to that. While uh, the organization may not care about the fan the fan base at all, the Bird yeah. Gang Travel Club does, and they're taking well, care of it even on the road, getting in a nice warm bar just at the Rookin Stadium. Personally, I just care that I don't want to be freezing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of those things where I don't want to be. I was ingratiating you to. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, we know. Terrible. Oh we, boy. We thought of everybody in this, but also, no. I, I, I'm genuinely. I mean, I got a million Cardinals jackets that I'm waiting to flex that are like old school throwbacks. So I'm very nice. excited uh, about that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be freezing. What's the drive from? What's the? Do you, you ever driven that from? 
Arizona to Denver, you always take a flight. Southwest Air, baby. Ninety dollar, yeah. you know, a little quick, quick uh, hop, hop and a jump. You know what yeah. I mean? All right, listen. You follow Bird Gang Travel Club over on Twitter. Obviously, go to birdgangtravelclub.com. dot Show you where all the places you can get the podcast. You get on every little feed that you're after. You give a nice glowing review no, no, on no, the no, options no, no, where no, they allow no, you. No. What? That's my website, cardinalspodcast.com, kickoffinthevalley.com. That's where you get the podcast, baby. Now, mm, listen, <laughs> you show, you know, they bring on the air here. Well, you go to those websites, though, too. But, Ty, actually, this is your job anyway. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm taking us out of here. I know what you're closing out. I was like, do. hey, go for it, bud. Yeah, yeah no, uh, that's Adam. You know, you can follow him on Twitter, read about a bunch of uh, uh, Giants nonsense and uh, Brooklyn Nets nonsense, that's which right. a couple of weeks ago I was saying the Suns are, are looking pretty and, and the Nets, uh, you know, at, at weren't. And now maybe tides are turning a little bit. But that's right. uh, anyway, you can follow him online if you want. If not, I mean, you're not going to get Cardinals content out of him, just saying, other than when he's uh, bashing the team. So, uh, but do what you do subscribe, download every episode. We appreciate you, cardinalspodcast.com. And as always, kick off in the back. <laughs>